Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, you know, the the best part of having a regular column is that it, it invites opinion and observations from you. <laughs> when I'm lambasted or lauded for what I've written, if it's in roughly equal measure, I take it on the chin. Insights, gossip, the innermost thinking of people struggling to hold the NHS together. Thank you. Best of all, phone calls. Yesterday, I had a conversation with the chair of a trust. Now, I won't tell you what about. It might identify them. Suffice to say, it turned into a lament about the state of the NHS. They took me to task. We had a laugh and parted friends. But it made me think, what is the point of non-executive directors and chairs? In the normal run of affairs, the chair of a board has 10 key tasks. I'll just quickly run through them. One, providing leadership to the board. Two, taking responsibility for the board's composition and development. Three, ensuring uh, proper information to the board. Four, planning and conducting board meetings effectively. Number five, getting all directors involved in the board's work. Six, ensuring the board focuses on its key tasks. Number seven, delivering the strategic direction of the board. Number eight, engaging the board in assessing and improving its performance. Nine, overseeing the induction and development of directors. And number 10, supporting the chief executive. Well, if you look at that list, items one, leadership, yep, four, organising meetings, five, involvement of all directors, and number 10, supporting the chief executive, are probably doable. Maybe number three, getting the right information to the board if you know enough to know what key indicators to look for. As for the others, you know, I doubt it. Boards have become the deliveroo for the DH. Strategic direction, you can have more vision than spec savers, but if it doesn't fit in with what the DH want, you can forget it. The board can only take a view, and even then, in the private sector, a board might take the view, a product, line or service, struggling for skill, technical staff or space or equipment, might be better ended or closed before irreparable damage is done to the reputation of the brand. But... If a trust is running a service with poor quality complaints, lack of skilled staff and risk, the logical thing would be to suspend or end the service or redirect it. But a trust can't do that. They're obliged to blunder on like the charge of the light brigade. Focusing on key tasks, to do that, the organisation has to know what the key tasks are, be resourced with the right people and kit. However, The Department of Health can change key tasks at the whim of a headline in the Daily Mail and a panic at number 10. And most plans are ripped apart by lack of workforce. The board have no control over national pay rates, numbers in training or able to organise around a workforce plan. There isn't one. Getting directors involved, yes, certainly, but involved in what? Forget the traditional role of the board. Forget it, it's gone. Let's focus instead on five things. Number one, data is the free green energy to fuel the trust. Squeeze it, make it sweat, hammer it to find what works, what it costs, what do you want to do again, and how do you do it better? Every board should have a chief data analyst. Number two, go on a constant search for best practice how other organisations solve problems in the UK and globally. Most systems face the same problems. Some will be positive deviants with solutions. Work with the external boundaries with business, local government and voluntary sector worldwide. Eyes and ears wide open.
Become COVID custodians. A lot of things change for the better during COVID. Bureaucracy scrap, joint working, digital solutions. Respect the past, find the best and take it into the future. Number four, workforce, a relentless focus on working conditions and the cost of living for low wage staff. Car parking, flexible rotor, childcare, food banks, corporate fuel cards for discounted petrol, local store discounts. The trust is likely to be the biggest employer in the neighborhood. Leverage it. There are 157 different types of jobs in a trust. Become the local employer of choice. Upskilling, nurse and AHP prescribing, nurse specialist, modular training for healthcare assistants, create pathways and help people to work at the top of their registration and ability. You can't create staff, but you can create efficiency gains with the ones that you have. The cuts followed the world banking crisis, Brexit, COVID and now the fallout from the Ukraine. They've all put a wrecking ball through the NHS and the boards must now redesign their purpose, create a new value and recognise they have to rebuild their part of the NHS brick by brick. Thanks for listening and by the way, don't forget to vote today. I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.